You know what? Um, we've said this many, many times, and I've seen it very evident with this group. They are not the church of tomorrow. They're today's church. I've seen them lead. Uh, when I've been able to try to slip out uh, an occasional worship service to be able to take some photo evidence of all the awesomeness that happens in Grove Kids and Grove Youth. Uh, it's rare that I get to do that, but I can't tell you how many of them I've seen leading the ministry. They're already leading, and I can't wait to see what God's going to do next. In the short time we have together, I want to just share with you a quote, a saying, a sentence that has just kind of hung in my heart and mind over the past month, two months. Maybe you've heard it before. The hay is already in the barn. Anybody ever heard that saying before? Who's heard of that before? Oh, quite, quite, quite a few more. I'm just a late bloomer. I had not heard that before. My fellow little marathon training runners are the ones that introduced that to me. And the reason they introduced that is near the end of your training time, when you've been preparing for a race, preparing for a marathon, you actually never run all the miles you're going to run for a marathon. So there's a little bit of this unknown. You only run up to 22 miles tops, even though you're going to run 26.2 on race day. In addition to that, for the three weeks before the race, you lower drastically the number of, of times you run and the amount of miles you run. The first time I ever did this, I was a little freaked out. I was like, are we going to be okay? Are we going to be all right on race day? We've never run the full distance. And we're not running very much at all for three weeks before it. And it kind of made me feel like, this is, is this actually going to work? Am I going to be all right? In many ways, as I think about what we've experienced today, um, it feels that way too, doesn't it? As a parent dedicating your child to the Lord, you may later this afternoon, because of the screams from that child's mouth, almost want to denounce your own personal faith. That happens sometimes. You're thinking, I just dedicated this child to the Lord, and now all I want to do is punish the child. <laughs> that happens, right? And then you've reached this amazing milestone as a graduate. And then actually, once the last day of school, if you're in high school, the last day of school happens, and about a week or two or three after, you kind of feel like you're still a high schooler, and then it starts hitting you that I'm not doing the same things I did a year ago. I'm getting ready for something different. And even though I've been excited about it, I'm a little freaked out by it, too. And that's natural. I see our college students up here, too. I've heard so many college graduates say, man, I'm so glad to reach that milestone. And now I'm really saying, now what? You know, it's career, it's grad school, it's a whole new thing. And I'm not with the, the roommates that I had before. I'm, we all kind of disperse. And now what? What's going to happen next? There's this idea of, fear and anxiety and stress. And I'm hoping that for everyone that was up here in front, whether it's parents dedicating a child or a graduate, that you can wrap your heart and mind around that idea that the hay is in the barn. And if it's not, you can put it in. Little by little, every day, put hay in the barn. We started doing training runs in January. And it was just little short runs. By mid-April, we ran 22 miles. And then we stopped. And then on May 5th, we ran 26.2 miles. But it all started back in January. Little by little, 
putting hay in the barn. And then everybody was telling each other during the taper weeks, the hay's in the barn, chill out, don't worry, don't be anxious. It's there. Trust in the training. Trust in all that's happened up to this point. It may be a little scary. You may not know, know what's going to happen on that day, but it's going to be all right. I want us to know, everybody in this room, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter where you think you're going, that God offers you an invitation to little by little just put hay in the barn and it will make all the difference in your life. I'll tell you another saying that went through my mind as I was running that race. Near the end of the race, I started feeling my legs and my feet getting hot and sore and sometimes weird things pop in my mind anyway. But while I was running, I literally could hear the voice of Dory from Finding Nemo saying, just keep running, just keep running. You could do it, just keep running. I would say to you, that same voice I hope you will hear in your head when you're not sure what's going to happen next, when you're a little nervous, a little anxious about the future, or whatever situation you're in, just keep growing. Just keep growing. If you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, this is your life. Every day for the rest of your life, just keep growing a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. You're putting hay in the barn. You're putting hay in the barn. You're putting hay in the barn. And then when you come to that next milestone, and you might be a little nervous about what lies ahead, you can say, the hay is in the barn. It's going to be okay. I want to read to you a passage that talks about this, not exactly in that way, but it gives us some things to think about. I want to read it through for you. It's 2 Peter 1, verses 3 through 11. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Whew, what a mouthful. That was one sentence in two verses of the Bible. What's it, what it's saying there real quickly is that if you've placed your faith in Jesus, you've been given a couple of amazing things. One, his power. Second, his promises. And both of those pave the way for you to actually partake in the very nature of God. And I think of two things when I hear that. First of all, that's awesome. Thank you, God. Second of all, I feel a little bit ashamed that I've never thought to myself, I want to partake in the nature of God. That's not a goal that I've set for myself usually. I think about the other milestones. But God has set this in front of you that I want you and I've done everything that I can for you to partake in my nature. And then he goes on to tell us how we do it. Starting in verse 5, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. I call these, the Bible calls these, faith supplements. If you have faith in Jesus Christ today, you've placed your faith in Him, that's not where He wants you to stay he rescued you to not leave you where you are, but to take you somewhere else. He wants you to become something that maybe you can't even fully imagine at this point. But you can experience it by just putting a little hay in the barn every day. Just keep growing. by Adding these little supplements to your faith day by day. Just for a moment, let me go through the list of what he said. And kind of drill down just for a minute. 
The first thing he said is virtue. That's moral goodness. And we have to add that to our faith. I believe in Jesus Christ, but now adding to that faith is to choose what's good and right over what is not so good and not right. Virtue. Then he said knowledge. We don't check our brains at the door of our faith. He wants us to know him. He's given us this amazing book called the Bible. He's given us people around us that we can learn from and have mentor us. Add knowledge to your faith. Then self-control. That's when you master desires in your life. You don't have to do just everything you want to do. You don't have to do what feels good. You can actually choose what is right over what feels good. Mastering your desires. Steadfastness is another one. That is cheerful endurance. That's choosing joy when you feel pain. That's choosing joy when you have to wait for an outcome. That's endurance. That's steadfastness. Then godliness. This is a desire to be like your dad, capital D, your heavenly father. Sherry every now and then points out my bradliness. My dad's name is Brad. She'll say, ooh, you sounded like your dad just now. I don't know if she means that good or not. Hopefully it is. I'm hoping that as I continue to grow, that maybe someone could see a resemblance of God in my life because of what I say or what I do. We can add godliness to our faith. Brotherly love, brotherly affection. That is affection for the fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus said that the world will know that you are my followers by how you love one another, how we treat each other in the faith. Having affection for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And then the last thing he said to add is love. The Greek is agape love. That's the kind of love we can have for people who maybe even is our enemy. How we love those who may even be far from God. It's a love that reaches out to help others. It reaches out to those even if we don't know them. These are things we can add to our faith. And in verse 8 it says, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing... Put hay in the barn, little by little, every day of your life. They keep you from being the two things we're so afraid of, ineffective or unfruitful. I don't like those words. But the way we avoid that in our lives is by just put a little, just keep growing, little by little. I didn't say just keep being perfect, did I? Just keep being amazingly godly right now from the start. No, no, no. You add a little bit of growth every day, just a little bit of hay in the barn every day. Keeps you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. We often settle for less than God's best in our lives by being short-sighted and saying, well, that's it. I'm just going to stay where I am. God does not desire that for you. He desires so much more for you. He wants you to become. And all you have to do is just grow a little bit every day by adding these faith supplements. Then it says, therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those last two verses really poke a sore spot for almost all of us. And that's the word assurance. At some point in all of our lives, I think we struggle a little bit with assurance. Some really struggle with it more than others, where you literally ask in the quietness of your soul, does God really love me? Am I really saved? Has he really accepted me? 
Am I really a child of God? And some people would read these last two verses I read, and they would say, well, that makes it hard because it sounds like I've got to perform. It says to confirm your calling and election by doing these things. That sounds like performance. That's not what he means at all. That's not what God means at all. Here's what he means. When you are growing in your faith, you have more excitement and confidence about the finish line. Because you've been spending all that time getting ready for that moment. Adding a little bit of faith supplement to your life. Growing, just keep growing a little bit day by day by day. Most of my friends who trained for the Flying Pig Marathon, they were pumped about the day of the race. There was not dread. Because for four straight months, getting up on Saturday mornings in January and February to run in snow and sleet and cold was all for that moment. And yeah, they might have been like, will my body be able to handle it? Will I feel okay? Will I actually finish as fast as I was hoping I would? All those thoughts are there, but the hay was in the barn. And that's what I want you to know is that God gives us this word to tell everyone in this room, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, I got good news for you. Two really great news pieces of news for you. First of all, he finished the race already for you. My three favorite words that Jesus ever said is, it is finished. He finished the race. I don't have to save myself. I can't save myself. I just put my faith in the one who already finished it for me. That's what's awesome. And then he just says, I just want you to keep growing. I don't want to keep you where you are. Don't stay where you are. I want you to become my child, growing, growing more and more like your heavenly father every day. That's what he wants. That's what he desires. And that's why it says to confirm your calling and election by doing these things because it will give you confidence and excitement. Can you imagine saying when someone says these words, judgment day, instead of feeling like, you feel, yeah. I mean, that's going to be hard to feel that way, right? Those two words just sound formidable. Maybe there's a healthy fear that should be there a healthy respect and reverence that should be there. But when you think about it, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, from that point on, your entire life is all about getting ready for that moment where you will be face-to-face with your Lord and Savior in heaven forever. I told you there were two pieces of good news about this. There's one more, and it's one of my favorite things. And every day, God is teaching this to me in bigger and bigger ways, and that is this. You Don't run alone. He did not create you to do that. It's why we do what we're doing right now. We've gathered together to celebrate milestones. And these milestones that we're celebrating for our graduates, they did not do that alone. The parents who came up with their little ones, they are not going to do that alone. We we decided, we said we will to Missy and to each other and to God that we will not let them do that alone. That's the most beautiful thing about the family of God because we were not made to do that. When I finished the Flying Pig Marathon, days later, I got hit with an emotion that I somehow missed. I was already emotional about what happened at the end of that race. My friend Brian Harmon, who is a Hickory Grover himself, he ran the half marathon. He's the one that got me running these things anyway. He told me when I finished the half, 
I'm going to walk back and run with you the last little bit. Give me all the feels. I was like, oh, that's awesome, dude. Thank you for doing that. He said it'd be the last four to six miles, which are the hardest ones, as you can imagine. I remember when I was approaching that, about the 20th mile with six miles left, I was like, I don't feel too bad, actually. But I felt myself looking to see if Brian was there. Didn't see him. And it went to the 22nd and the 23rd mile, and then I really started to feel it. And it was so cool. Right at the moment that I was really starting to feel the most pain I'd felt all day, where I wondered if I could keep going, I look up, and here comes Brian Harmon off the sidewalk. Comes up next to me. And he ran the last two miles with me. After already running his race, he ran the last two miles with me. Now, he would tell you if you were to talk to him that running, training runs with Bill Clark means he's going to talk your ear off. I love to talk. As you can't imagine, that's true, but it is true. But not these last two miles of the marathon. I remember sounding like this. <laughs> that's what I remember. And I remember being self-conscious thinking, Brian probably thinks I'm about to die here. Brian's a little bit more introverted than I am. He did all the talking, and he talked a lot. I'll never forget the things he said to me. He said, guess what? You're going to do fine because you're running so fast right now. You may not be able to tell it, but you're running so good right now. And right now we're going downhill, so you're doing great. But I'm going to tell you there's one hill left. It's not a big one. You're going to make it. I'll tell you when it's coming. He told me when it was coming. I braced myself for it. Just a little hill. A little hill at mile 25 is a big hill, though. I'll tell you that. And he ran all the way those last two miles till he had to jump off the, the road and get back behind the barricades because it would be illegal for him to keep running with me. I looked back. I didn't catch this till days later, almost a week later. I have an app that I have running while I'm running on my phone. And you can go back and look at your splits, how fast you ran each mile. My fastest mile the whole race was mile 26, the last mile. I, have, I, I know exactly why. Because I had someone running with me who already had finished it himself. I'm telling you, that preaches, guys. That preaches. I don't want you to leave here thinking, I've got to do something I can't do, and I just hope I can do it. I want you to leave here knowing that someone way bigger than all of us already did it for us. And now, all we get to do is keep growing. Just keep growing little by little every day, putting a little bit of hay in the barn, little by little every day, until we cross the finish line and see the one who finished it for us and celebrate with everyone else who joined with us in that race that just kept growing day by day. And it's going to be an amazing celebration. The milestone of all milestones. And the way you experience it is just keep growing. Will you do that? Bow your heads with me. Before I pray and we sing a closing song, you may be here today and you've actually not started faith yet. So it's very difficult for you to add one of these supplements to your faith because you've not started faith yet. And maybe you can feel your heart kind of racing a little bit saying, I need this. I've never thought about this like this before. 
You can begin your faith journey right here, right now, by doing something that's an amazing promise in the Bible. In Romans 10, 13, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, right now I invite you to say, Jesus, right now I give my heart to you. I want to be your child forever. I know you finished this race for me by dying on the cross. Father, rescue me and save me. Make me your child forever. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer right now, believe it. You are a child of God. Yes, you are. Forever and ever and ever. And then guess what? You got some fellow runners all around you running this race with you to help you, to pray for you, to encourage you. Continue to take your next step with people all around you, cheering you on and praying for you. Father, as I come before you now and as we close down this time of worship, as we continue to sing your praises in just a moment, thank you for teaching us for all the, about all that you've done for us, but also about what you want us to become. Lord, help us to just keep growing by your power and with the help of others. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.